gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Hey y'all, what up, what up, what up? Uh, this is another special TV episode of Facing Off, a podcast where we compare pieces of entertainment and we rate, review, and uh, break them down as best as we can. Uh, usually when we do a TV season, we just talk about that one season of some popular show that just ended, but I think today we got to talk about all of Euphoria. T- took Gabe four tries to get to that intro. Yeah. Amazing. But I sound dope. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Gabe, and uh, joined <laughs> with me as always are two of my favorite teen hunks. Oh. Uh, Layla oh. and Nick. Hello. What up, dudes? <laughs> Not a team. What up, fellow young people? What up? <laughs> uh, yeah, this Did is going to be a super be fun joking. episode. Um, <laughs> Nick wasn't initially one of the Euphoria fans. He wasn't watching it, and then he got euphoric. into it last... Yeah, he wasn't euphoric about it, and then he got wow. into it last year. While Layla and I really liked it to varying degrees after the first season, and then we got so excited to talk about it for this season. So, so unless you guys have something else that you want to say, let's get into it. Let's let's talk about this last season that just finished of Euphoria, the hit show on HBO Max, the second most popular show after Game of Thrones. I thought Succession was going to take that, uh, take the cake for that, but no, Euphoria is breaking all the numbers, and um, it even crashed HBO Max. So I know everyone out there is listening, and they were like immediately thinking, "What the hell are Layla and Nick and Gabe going to say about this?" Oh boy! So let's start. Yeah, that's How are we feeling after that? <laughs> oh, I know it. I know it. I, I go on TikTok all the time, and they keep mentioning why I hasn't Facing Off talked yeah. about this yet. It's been three days. Yeah. Um, Fair. How are we feeling after that finale, Layla? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about the finale. Like, okay. I was bo- it's like it was such a weird experience for me because half of the episode, I was like so upset and like crying and I just was like so deep in the episode and then the other half I just had a lot of questions and I like didn't like it so it just like I kept like it was a very I was on an emotional roller coaster while I was watching that finale because what were the things you cried at I mean I think that's pretty obvious but I cried all of all of the fez are you calling me an idiot? Cool. Yes. Oh, the Fez and Ash <laughs> stuff was incredibly sad. I mean, all of that for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Um, mo- most of all of Rue's scenes, like the funeral, like even though we've seen so many bits of it at this yeah. point, it still just gets me every single time it's happening. But I loved how it tied into Lexi more and it like created these really beautiful moments between the two of them. The scene where she's talking to Lexi about her father and she's, you know, acknowledging the fact that like he has addiction like she has addiction and all of that like that was really like just a beautifully written scene um 
um, big confrontations or are like confronting emotions and feelings about the three fathers who have been mentioned in the show mm-hmm. in this episode because you oh, get Cal yeah. you get Rue's dad and you get Lexi and um, Cassie's dad. yeah totally yeah I mean the you know Cal and stuff like it, it just felt really like out of place a little bit for me like again I just feel like like there were moments where such intense things were happening and then Sam was doing that thing where he tried to like parallel and switch the scene to something else like that was supposed to be equally as intense or whatever and like I just didn't feel like it was and I didn't feel like it paralleled it the same way like Mm -hmm. you know Nate is just a fucking psycho so when he went in with the gun I just wasn't like really surprised or shocked at this point like I just was like okay he might kill his dad (laughs) like I just yeah we could break down some things of like what was missing in this show or what was like mishandled but like certainly you know just on that point it was like was that gun just there for the audience to believe that he was going to fez's apartment yeah oh, by the way we're gonna be spoiling the show we already have <laughs> <Intense>. but <laughs> so is that it? Yeah, but yeah. yeah but like also i think I think why he had it was he didn't know how it was going to go down when he went in there. And and he didn't know how anyone would react or his dad would react. Um, I'm sure he didn't assume that those other people would be there, but how his dad would react. Yeah. But it was just strange for him to load it. Um, I I guess I want to clarify. It wasn't even about that for me. Like Nate has just done such fucking insane things in general that like nothing about that was like I didn't feel like any anticipation while I was watching Layla, it. Layla, <laughs> he's turning a new page. Come on, or a new leaf, <laughs> a new leaf page. Yeah, yeah. which is it's talking about. Yeah, like pages it. are made of leaves. Too. Yeah, um, yeah, Layla, you don't care about growth. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cool that he. I didn't. I didn't predict him turning his dad in by having everything on every every one of the tapes. That his dad made of banging underage people on... Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't either. I just meant how, like, jarring going back and forth was. I just want to be really clear about what I was trying to say. Like, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) I feel like it was very misunderstood there. I was just trying to say that, like, it was such an intense two different scenes to be going back and forth between. And it kept, when I say emotional roller coaster, like, it was an upsetting emotional roller coaster where I was, like, so deep in something. And then they switched to that, which I just was not very, like feeling any intensity out of so then that just kept like feeling jarring as i was watching the episode they did that a lot and i just i didn't like that (laughs) it was like like a well so like a well done scene and a semi clunky scene Mm -hmm. i mean there are a lot of questions for that scene i didn't even when i just mentioned that like i also didn't mention like how the fuck did he coordinate the cops being there when he was at a play and he didn't know he was going to be leaving that play early did he call them right when he left and he was like actually you know what yeah and then also in a state of rage he called them like that and they listened to him and also he fucking decided he knew cops were going to show up there and he decided to drink and drive with a loaded gun (laughs) on the way white privilege yo white male privilege he knew his dad he knew his dad would be there with uh, like a Noah's Ark of sexualities in the place he's got one of each I just I I, yeah there's just a lot the writing is yeah so I agree and I think that the (laughs) finale was just it was really powerful but so loaded with so many things and also 
you know, not in the one. end, <laughs> not very satisfactory for like the things that we were waiting to happen yeah. by the end of it, which we can get into. I guess my main question, and maybe Nick, you can um, answer this too, is like, how are you feeling with the premiere and where you thought the show was going versus like how you felt in the end of it after the after season two? Big question. The premiere of premiere of season two. Season two. Okay. Yeah. So. Which they spent like twenty five percent of their filming was on that party in at the beginning of season two. Makes sense. It's it's funny that this that the discourse for the show is you left all of these things out. You he mm-hmm. he pretty clearly intentionally disregarded or fully left out full ass characters with the intention of narrowing it seems like narrowing the the show down to focusing on what he thought were the important bits and important characters and the story he wanted to tell about Rue and Cassie and Lexi and Maddie and Nate and all those things and disregarded the rest in order to focus on those things but also didn't fully satisfy the narrowing down by the end like he Narrowed it down, and then the end didn't even tie everything in the narrowed down scope up. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just think that's really ironic that we get all of the characters at the beginning, it narrows it down, and then at the end we have, like again, like a scatter shot that doesn't even capture. I mean, yeah, no, that's a great point because in the premiere you see every single character except for there's there's one missing person from the first season, but even like McKay, for instance, yeah, exactly. which we could talk about, like he's in the first episode and then is never part of it again. Right. And you get all of those people in that and he somehow is able to balance that as he did in the first season. But then you get to the end of the season and you're like, oh, wait, what about anything with Kat? Oh, wait, what happened to Jules? Oh, wait, what happened to McKay? Oh, wait, where's Daniel? Like he hasn't been in this entire season. Like there's just a lot. I agree. I just I think he stripped it away and it was so I guess Sam Levinson's right at like style is to film as much as possible and then edit down which is insane by the way because this entire show is shot on film and so he's clearly a nutcase but also like he needs a writer's room or at least help with the editing for people to be like hey no man you're forgetting about these people and that person you're you're filming all of this and then getting rid of it. Right. You know, part of it is because he's petty as fuck. Yeah. But I don't the want to be entirely critical. Like, I mean, there are yeah. through lines that work. Like yeah. Layla was, what was the through line that, that worked for you? A character arc that. I mean, definitely Ruse. I think Ruse is like the only yeah. one that like got the attention that it really, really needed. Like I, I even have a lot of issues with the way that Cassie's played out, even though Cassie got like, all the screen time this season. But I mean, I think it's also important to point out this is all very like rumored. So I don't know enough details yeah. to like provide information, but like Barbie, let's just, ru- let's just assume that the rumors are true. Yeah. I mean, that's how I'm feeling We're about Sam journalists. Levinson at this point, <laughs> but Barbie and Sam like disagreed a lot about her character, mm-hmm. which is cat. Mm-hmm. And the reason a lot of people are speculating that her character it w- it was like a petty reaction like it wasn't even that you know they just didn't want to spend time on cat it's that a lot of her scenes got cut so oh 
it's it is really unfortunate because for me like and I and it's funny I was listening to you guys talk and I just realized for the first time that I just haven't really given a shit that McKay's not in this season at all and I think I'm still fine with McKay not being in this season. I I don't think I care that much about McKay. It's just bizarre because McKay is one of the people that got like an intro last season. For sure. He he was clearly an important character. Yeah. He definitely just like dipped out considering he was Nate's best friend or whatever. Um, I think it's a college. dude. Yeah. I was about, I actually was about to say, I think it's a little easier for him to like dip out of the story a tiny bit. As far as Kat and, um, well, I should say, yeah, Kat and Jules, those are the only two for me that I feel specifically like, didn't get enough. I think Jules in some ways still had enough because like we are supposed to see her selfish side in this season and you it really comes forward and it's and it's important because she's like she's got a lot of issues that she also needs to work through. Cat yeah. is just truly like a mess. Like there there his cutting of Cat's storyline when Cat was an incredibly influential character and beloved character by the fans of season 1. It's a choice, and it's a really bad one. People are pissed off, and they have every right yeah. to be pissed off. <laughs> um, they, I mean, not it wasn't even just cutting her scenes. It was like an annihilation of her character. Like, out of oh, nowhere. Oh, the diner scene is... Yeah, yeah, like, out of nowhere, just destroying a character that, like, was beloved by the fans um, for what feels like while watching season two, no reason. So that's yeah because early on in the season there's like interesting stuff with her, yeah. including one of the more remarkable scenes, yeah. which is the social media the love yourself scene, um, the influencer yeah. thing where they're all yelling at her and shit. Like that was really good, and it was clear that that needed to be like handled after you know like what her character was in the first season, and then you get to the point where downhill. she has. <laughs> Just like such a lame dumping of Ethan. Like, sure, they didn't, they weren't appropriate couples. And, and it, the only good thing about that diner scene, I will say, is her face right when he leaves. Like, when she, yeah. she knows that she had been, she was playing like a character to him was really cool. But then, it, and then she's nothing for the rest of the season. There's just like the one good line she has to Cassie where she's like, that's really bad, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. When she says that and I she, just feel uh, like, fuck Nate. I feel like they gave Maddie a lot this season, but I don't even really know what they gave her. Like, at, at the end of it all, like, I, I don't know what her and Minka Kelly were really doing. Like, I to, to, don't get me wrong. Like, there was a point to that, and I kind of see the point to it. I think they could have done more, and I think something else might have been smarter. Like, we were supposed to understand... Maddie and like an older version of Maddie or where she could end up or whatever yeah, or, like this what role model it was gonna be. but like yeah. it just fell flat for me like even their scene in the pool I just was like I, I am not engaging with what's happening here like I just don't really care mm. about this conversation which sucks because I love Maddie and I think she's an incredibly engaging character so I, I do feel like the writing character wise let down a lot of people this season which is unfortunate but then you get Certainly. like he put so much into Rue and Cassie that I just feel like he forgot about everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and there's a good amount on Fez as well, yeah. which is just like and Lexi fans for sure. That. And like, uh, yeah, and Lexi definitely. Um, I just think it's like even like Rue. Yes, Rue's or even Cal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a whole lot of Cal. Which there's a is lot all, going like, on this season. <laughs> really well handled, but really yeah. well handled. But I mean, like, it's just you forgot a bunch of characters, and even with Rue, like. 
I, I like we, we left with she interacts quite a bit with a character named Lori who just disappears. Yeah, so and like, we're left with this like. Uh, what happened there? Let's save that because there's a lot yeah. of things that were kind of left out of the season. But I wanted to like see like I, I I certainly have these. So like, do you guys have any like positive changes that they made from season two? It made to season two from season one. Like I can go ahead and just say, you know, I really like season one, especially visually. I thought it was one of the more remarkable show uh, shows I'd ever seen. And there are a lot of storylines that were good, but at the same time, it was hard to fully take the show that seriously because mm-hmm. it was all filmed like a music video and there were a lot of like moving pieces and it was like it didn't have as serious of a tone as its subject matter at times. Like, for instance, like one of my least favorite episodes from the first season is the carnival one, even though it ends really great with the confrontation between uh, Jules wow, and Nate. Take. I just... I, yeah, I know. Everyone really loved it. I thought it was awful. I really hated how the music worked in it. It just didn't work for me. But also, there was just like so much more manipulation with reality in the first season. Like you have the part when um, <laughs> Rue is basically like a detective because she's like back on drugs and stuff. Yeah. And I I love that. I love that fantasy stuff. But I was still like, Euphoria is a good show, but I need something more to the writing. Then we get those specials. And I think, you know, the first special was so powerful to me that it was like I immediately went on Letterboxd and it was like my first review ever. And I was just blown away at how good the writing and directing and acting was in that. And then we get the Jules one and it's like a totally different approach and it's, and it's also really enlightening and so well handled. And Hunter Schaefer is helps write it and i we were assuming that she was going to write some of the season and clearly that didn't happen but um but that being said that special made me think of euphoria in a completely different light and that it made me believe that sam levinson can take it with his writing and and with the caliber of actors that he has he could turn this into something really powerful, not just visually great, something that could like make you think a lot about your own life and fucking hurt you. And the second season, you know, benefited from that to a certain degree when you have certain episodes, like, I mean, the whole opening backstory for Cal was really powerful, I thought. And then, I mean... The episode that I'm sure we're all going to talk about with Rue, where she's running around, but the fucking, like, no-cut intro for, like, 15 minutes while she's uh, arguing with her family and then uh, confronts Jules and Elliot was, like, I, I mean, certainly the most fucking haunting and powerful and realistic depiction of, like that kind of drug usage since I don't know, like Requiem for a dream. So like, I think that the writing certainly got better in some regards and it made it a more serious and respectable show in my mind. Um, and that's, I mean, that's my biggest positive from going into season two. I don't know about you guys, but then there's all that stuff that's missing. Like either of you guys can. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, yeah, for me, it's basically and 
as much as I loved season one for what it was, I felt like season two was basically saying, okay, now let's like break the fever dream and let's like break down the realities of the situations I presented in front of you because it's not all like fun and games. It's not all just kids running around partying. This is like there's real consequences and real like real life shit going on behind all of that. And let's break it down. And I mean, I also think the humor in this season is way better than season one. Like it is totally like in that sense. I just I feel like it's weird. Like I I feel like in some ways Sam like excelled in his writing. And then in some ways I'm just like he basically failed characters like character writing. But like there are other parts where I'm just like uh, there are specific episodes where I the, the episode where Cassie's like found out the episode after where she's like in the kitchen with the fucking corkscrew and she's like yeah. the way she's like saying all of that stuff like I I was laughing in most of the fucking episodes of this season. It's it's definitely yeah and that's played for laughs and there's like a lot of big moments that are played for a lot of laughs. Totally. And it works. And it really yeah. worked. And I just I feel like in that sense too like he just really like humanized a lot of the situations in this show this season and it slowed it down. And it made it something different, which I really enjoyed. But I know a lot of people who went into this show for what season one was, which is just like this gorgeous, flashy, entertaining beast that wasn't quite there for a lot of people this season. So I, it was a positive for me. I don't know if it's a positive for a lot of other people. <laughs> no, and I, and yeah. I think with Sam Levinson, I mean, you could jump in on this, Nick, but like, I just feel. It's so clear that Sam Levinson went from someone who really liked the subject matter and really cared about the characters he created to being like, let me flex on you with my directing and writing to a degree where often fucking incredible, like the way he um, used all those movie scenes with Jules and Rue. those like romantic movie yeah. scenes. I love the way he does that and the way that that episode ends is really artful as well. And that's the episode where, you know, Cal, you know, confronts his whole family, which is fucking hilarious, hilarious. and also really really well written. <laughs> and it would like Nick texted me afterwards and he was like, "Dude, that's the Sam like flexing. Like that was yeah. a big flex." And I think you know, positively, yeah, he he is he has proven he's a good director, right? At least yeah. makes things look good, and he's proven that he's a pretty capable writer. But I think like his ego got in the way of everything this season. Yeah, yeah, I think he just had this. It just feels really obvious the the differences between season one and season two just feels very obvious that he was like, nah, I'm really good at this. And now that this is popular, I want to do this. And what I say goes. And he just he just did it. And it works with Rue. He wanted to tell that story. It's incredible. It's meaningful. It's powerful. It's really tasteful and well done. Um, and raw. And, you know, he uses Zendaya's star power perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, but to... And he wanted to tell you know, the story of Nate's family and how, you know, a monster is created. I kind of wonder if the only reason that Zendaya's character is the only one to me that's been super consistent is 
because of who she is. Like, I just kind of wonder oh, yeah. if, like, uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. only human being that Sam can't quite, like, push he around. Her out. Yeah. yeah. And she is a collaborator. That's who she is. She's now an executive producer. Like, she's always wanted to be a part of the making of her roles and what she thinks works, etc. And I have no doubt in my mind that a huge part of why Rue stuck to, like, how incredible Rue was in season one is because Zendaya was like, this is this is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that feels... That feels accurate. <laughs> like, that just feels like it definitely... I, he's- has yeah. to be one of the reasons why. Oh, that's for what sure. We got. I mean, which yeah. is fine. I mean, which is fine. Like it works, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to end well, that. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, at what cost? But at, but at what, what cost, at what Sam? Sam? <laughs> you sick fucking. <laughs> but you sick naughty fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> God, he is what just yeah. He is, he's weird. It. What is <laughs> so interesting? I, I like just before we like talk about some of our like favorite moments and episodes. <laughs> like what is so interesting about him is that he does these things where he like tells these actors he wants like more titties. He wants <laughs> more oil. He wants them to do this. He wanted like. <laughs> He wanted Maddie to see Minka Kelly naked and he wanted like in sexual tension to be there. He wanted all those things, but then the actors confront, I mean, Austin uh, Abrams, uh, he didn't really confront him. He talked about it afterwards. Maybe he's talked about it since. And that also could be a rumor. I'm I'm not so, I don't know about the, um, I don't know about being oily. I don't know about all the oil. Yeah. But like, for instance, like some people have confronted him on the cast, and it's clear that he, in some ways, is a decent enough director where he takes their advice. Like cat, he listened to cat. Uh, uh, is he like negotiating? Where you like start really? He's big? like he starts really high. He's like, can I get two titties? And they're like one, and he goes. One and a half. This is sick. Um, This this is gross. This is gross. But he's a gross man. But um, we're not the gross men. He is. Um, But we all are. Why don't you cover your whole body? America is the gross man. Slather your whole body in oil. And he's like, I don't know about my whole body. It's like, like, okay, so just your chest. But it's true. I mean, they, they, like, he comes way too strong with this. But the, and you hear this, and some of it might be rumors, some of it might be true. I don't think Minka Kelly was lying when she talked about how she or talked Sydney. to him about changing no. that, yeah. or Sydney. No. And I think it's cool that he adjusted, but I think it is surely problematic that he. That's the image to go he to had. That's the yeah, image exactly. he had of that scene. I mean, he's a sick little naughty boy with his peepee <laughs> out all the time, like. I don't know. All right, let's talk he's, about. He's gonna sue us, Layla. Why don't you? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not any. We're not journalists, dude. This is our opinion, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Layla, what is your? Fi- Do you have one favorite episode or like two favorite episodes from this season? Yeah, that's easy. Or okay. <laughs> the, it's the Rue one. I'm yeah, sure. the Rue one is my favorite, and that's not shocking considering what I like to watch. So the Rue one's my favorite, but the the second favorite for me is the first episode simply because I think the first episode was just gorgeous. Like it was beautiful. I feel like every second there was a shot where I was like, Oh my God, 
Oh my God. It's incredible. It's incredible. So yeah, definitely the Rue one simply because I think all around it's truly the best episode. And then, um, yeah, the oh, first definitely. one was gorgeous. I mean, it's one of the best episodes of TV. There I've are, seen. there are like incredibly amazing moments and pockets of moments throughout the other episodes. But if I just had to pick two, that's what I would have to go with. Nick, are you similar? Or is there another episode? I think it's want? Rue and Cal. I really like the Cal. So episode. there's two Cal, Cal ones because there's the Cal intro one, which is pretty highly rated. That one's the Ruminations, Big and Little Bullies, which I think is. But then his downfall. <laughs> a fucking incredible, yeah. And downfall. in that one, you get when, or maybe it's the episode before when Ash is beating his head in, because then you get the back. Yeah, yeah, it is, and then you get the backstory. Yeah. But the one that ends with Cal. Uh, telling off his family, uh, the, the like in the 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 uh, origin story <laughs> is so fucking good, so good. But it's weird. It's like not one of the highest rated ones. But that was the I thought that was the one that had all the like cool like movie intros and stuff. Or I might be mixing up those two. Um, uh, no, I don't know. Whatever one has the movie intros, one was just fucking incredible. Or the movie scenes, the like romantic ones, like. Brokeback Mountain and like Titanic and stuff that they did between Rue and Jules. Oh, I yeah. feel like it is might be that. I think that is the episode yeah. before Rue's thing because she, it's like clear that she's completely off the rails. Um, yeah. And then moments. I mean, Fez's intro, unbelievably good. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know that that was just a product of fans being like give us a give fucking us Fez intro. All Fez. And then he was the like time. I'll give you a fucking Fez intro, which I really want to point out an incredible shot in the final episode and the finale the the moment right before Ash is about to die and the cops are going to shoot him and the door like flies open or whatever. The camera paces through the hall and it focuses on the grandma right before he dies and and it and that took the whole thing full circle like mm. what the grandma i mean the greatest the, the grandma you know may have taken them out of trauma but what she created in ash is fucking horrifying and so incredibly tragic and he's I, a product I talked, of her so like he you had yeah. to put her in that shot right like mm-hmm. yeah he is he is entirely exactly. the way he is That's because what, of her. <laughs> and I love that he, you know, like, I love that he remembered to do that. Also, like, for us to remember, there is a fucking sickly woman in there while they're shooting away. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, what, saying sickly? No, it's just so messed up. Yeah. yeah, it's a really messed up scene. But I remember I was talking to some people that were like, why the fuck... Would Ash do that? Like, you know, he's putting Fez at risk. I'm like, he is a child. Yeah. Fez is a teen, like a late teen. Fucking Ashtray is a fucking child. He acts impulsively. He thinks that he needs to do all this stuff for family because that's what he was taught. But he's young and he doesn't have those like decision-making skills that he could have gotten from maturity. So I don't know. I thought that was like a really powerful moment, just like a quick like shot of that. And then really any moment in the play, like you really have to suspend a lot of disbelief. Incredible. (laughs) You have to suspend a lot of disbelief that any high school uh, theater could like put on a budgeted play like that. Like just 
building that revolving locker moment, which is amazing for Lexi. It's her like coming out moment for like 10 seconds of a play building that like no fucking chance. And then the exact replica of the outside of Rue's house. (laughs) Like I was like, give me a fucking break. This is a high school play. Right. And also no administrators like running up. Like there was so much like, first of all, don't know how it got approved. And second of all, like no one steps up except for the mom when they fight. But all of those things considered, every moment in the play was incredible, and his editing skills back and forth yeah. between reality were so good, and his blending of fact and or not fact um, adaptation and and reality or whatever was just like an amazing. Like where some of the actors would randomly be in the the memories with her and like Rue or something like yeah. when they're outside, yeah, it, like it was, it. It was really, really, well, like, cool. really well done. Any um, other moments that stuck out for you, Nicholas? Uh, I liked uh, almost every scene that had Elliot in it. Yeah. Um, even the five to six minute long, uh, <laughs> I think it was like four it's, minutes, but it was, it felt long. It he kept long. going. <laughs> it was really beautiful. Was and that's, long. that was Twitter it? is all over. I thought it was a really no, good song. No, it was. I just I, like it. And so I also <laughs> love Dominic Fike is incredible. It also, for anyone like, he that does doesn't it, to He him. says it at the end. He's like, it's not done. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, sang the whole fucking the song. <laughs> fucking thing. But yeah. it's the same thing over and over. He sings a chorus like seven times. It, it was like, a hey, good man. song, but it was like, dude, you're going to give us four and a half minutes of that. Yeah. But you can't give, you us, like, give us like a, a three, scene for Cat. A three minute scene of Lori being like, I'm going to kill that little bitch. Or that, yeah. Something like, come on, what's going on there? I, um, I mean, with the Lori stuff, I'm not quite as like, I either think Sam's holding that off until like some huge storyline next season and or we are supposed to just insinuate that she sold her off that night and something happened that Rue is like not willing to admit to herself because that is the insinuation. No, she escaped. Oh, you guys don't know about all of these theories? Like that is the insinuation that she like she drugged her and then someone came in and like... Like she she prostituted Rue out that night while she slept in. Oh the room. yeah, I I know, but I I meant I, I like she, I guess she didn't get like sent to like what I thought Lori was gonna do was like sell her essentially. Into, oh no, uh, I think I think slavery. when she was saying like that paid for that whole that whole all the drugs she did. Dang, that's yeah, what people I mean, are that's... insinuating that like she uh, that. That's what she was it. saying when she was at the table, and she was like, "There is another way that we could, like, you know, that you are a girl, and like we have assets, <laughs> like, yeah." Because it has been a while yeah, I, that she hasn't said anything or done anything. I mean, yeah. yeah, you get at the end of it. Like, anyways, I stayed sober for the rest of the school year, and it's like, okay, so for months, Lori doesn't do anything to you. Still, like, we did, and it had already been months before you know the play you know after she's gets sober so the the production value of the play it better have been months yeah not years yeah no yeah they were working on that play for 10 years before (laughs) she got there anyone everyone just did adderall making that lexi is a genius (laughs) um yeah, I mean, a, a good moment, though, on Nick's point about Elliot, I, I lo- the interrogation scene is really fucking oh, funny. Yeah. He has my favorite line in the whole show, too. What is it? That is a mentally 
ill number of people to have slept with. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, <laughs> it's a really funny line. I laughed. Yeah, he was great. I mean, that was like to Layla's point earlier, like the injection of humor just through his character was really great for a while before it obviously became really sad and fucked up. Um, let's let, Speaking <clears throat> of which, let's break down some characters. Why don't you guys, like, you should start, Layla, I think, like, who are two characters you want to illuminate and talk about? Eliminate? Illuminate. Illuminate. No, <laughs> characters have already been them. eliminated, dude. <laughs> I, I'll play that game. Yeah, it's Sam Levinson's job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we, like, before I think of, like, two characters, I think we, like, have to talk about Cassie. Like, I don't think there's any way we can yeah. avoid not talking about Cassie. She is the center point of this entire season. Um, One of... I think it's simultaneously her and Rue, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I, there, I mean, if you looked at the minutes, Rue is certainly in it just as much, <laughs> if not more. You really look Play it back. Stats. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just... I feel like she, as much as Rue may have the same amount of screen time or whatever, Rue's storyline is like something that we've known and that's existed and it's not like... Yeah out of the realm of her character i think oh you mean new focal point for sure cassie 100 percent um (laughs) layla's about to fucking hop on a flight and kick your ass it's not my fault she wasn't clear about that uh go ahead this is fun Um, i love being here um so you do yeah cassie so um yeah she i i kind of have a hard time a little bit with it i'm not I, I can ease I can of course acknowledge that like the work that was done on this character is insane. Sydney Sweeney is a great actress. I I feel like some of the theatrics that Sam did with this character this season diminished how important the storyline of what was happening to Cassie is. And mm-hmm. it was getting really frustrating for me. Um, like, I don't like the, this necessity of like making her seem like a crazy girl for some reason, like the scene where she's in the room with Nate and she's like, what you don't understand is that I'm crazier than Maddie. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, you're not. And I don't like, you're literally just a girl that's a victim of abuse right now. I'm so sorry for you, but seriously, shut the fuck up. You sound stupid saying that. And then when she's on this stage and she's like, yeah, like, make me the villain. Like, I'm the villain. Like, when she's going, like, all crazy and stuff. And then Maddie gets on the stage and she's literally running away from her because she's so fucking terrified. It's like, I don't know. There was no necessity to it whatsoever. And it just, like, diminished how, again, how important her entire arc was. Like, you're watching what we already knew existed for Maddie happen from the beginning. And, you know, like emotional abuse is a very real thing and insecurities within like women and wanting to please men and going above and beyond to please them is important and again I just feel like I don't know there were great moments like I again I love that episode where Cassie's losing it and she's like hilariously like pleading her case to her mom like it's so funny and it's so good I just feel like some episodes took it too far to the point of like it just it wasn't like real anymore and it diminished that super good point it plays it like it's almost like the juxtaposition to ruse like very real important like literally life or death situation and then cassie's over here and in a very serious situation that is traumatic and fucked up and not you know right by her 
but you're right. It is played like this, like the the like Joker side of the coin to to Rue's like very serious story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's not really right. fair. Nick, do you have uh, any character you want to talk about? I mean, you already kind of got no, to Elliot. Yeah, it would be Elliot. I think it's a good addition to the show. Again, at what cost, Sam? At what cost? Yeah. But. I, I thought it was interesting this season, the focus a lot of times on the parents. I thought all of it was handled really interestingly. Um, specifically, I think that the giving more time for Rue's mom mm. uh, was really good, and she was just like unbelievably good in uh, her scenes. Um, there's that really devastating ending where she's trying to get uh, Rue into rehab and she's like, my daughter's going to die. Um, and she just, it, it is haunting and kill herself with drugs. Yeah. Says. She's going to kill herself. Like, yeah. And it, it's just really, really well acted, you know, even not even seeing her in that scene, just like voice acting incredible. Also, you know, as we mentioned, uh, uh, Cassie and Maddie's mom, who I'm blanking on. I love that actress. She's always been like really funny to me in a lot of stuff. Like she's in the movie waiting and she's like the crabby, like waitress that's been at the restaurant for too long. And, She's so funny in this, but like she's it's so interesting to get a different perspective on her because you see her kind of as the wino in the first season and you get it a little bit here, but the the you could see how much she cares about her kids and you get the full understanding of what happened with Cassie. I mean, most of an understanding of what happened with Cassie and um Lexi's dad. Um, and how the mom has like handled that over time is really, really well done. And she's so good in the episode where they're doing like the little party at the house before, uh, Rue comes and crashes it. And, um, she's great in the whole theater scene. And then lastly, um, Nate's parents, uh, there wasn't a lot on the mom in the first season at all. I just saw her, I think at the chili cookout. Um, at the, in the carnival episode that I don't like. Um, but then you get like her younger self with Cal and you're like meant to be sad for Cal that he couldn't be with the person he wanted to be. But then I'm glad that Sam ended up like focusing more on the mom. And I thought she was just such an interesting character. I almost wanted her to be in more of the show because the scene with her and Nate is so, strange it's not how like a mother and son would normally talk but there's like so much insight that she provides and then obviously everything with cal was incredible like being able to um i don't know have like somewhat of sympathy for someone who's done such horrible things is such a hard line to toe you know like the best example for me is like succession handles that really well because every character in succession in today's society would be an absolute piece of shit douchebag, but they make you care so much for the characters. And I think while I would never defend anything about Cal, it was just like interesting to get more of his story. So, I mean, those are the characters from this season that I think like 
really benefited from whatever Sam's intentions were, whereas others were hurt. Um, I would, I would have wished that we got more cat. Yeah. And to, to Layla's point earlier, it amplifies, you know, Rue's story to know more about, to see more of her father and her family. Yeah. Agreed. Or know more about her father and see more of her mom. Yeah. Um, we also got yeah, more of her uh, sister as well. Like a, a right. better in-depth view of her sister. Yeah, G- she's great. Gigi is her name, I think, right? Gia. Gia. Similar enough. Um, who's the actress that plays... Uh, it's Storm Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's so good. She was great this season. I kind of wish... Like, I kind of want more for Gia as well, maybe in the next season. And I think they will, because she's going to get a little older. I know some people had, like, wondered, is Rue gra- graduating now? Or not. I don't think she is. Like, I think Sam's going to give it another year. But they could have the thing where some of it's in college and some of it is involving some of the, like, younger people like Gia. Um, but hmm. I don't know. They, he'd have to bring in a lot of new characters. So, what do you guys rate this season out of 10? And what do you rate season one? Layla. I don't know. I mean... I like I loved season one like and I just I think that they're really different seasons. I feel like for what season one was trying to do, it was like almost perfect like for like what it was trying to be. Mm -hmm. And this season was trying to do something really different, but I do think it like faltered in doing so. So I'm having a harder time giving it like as good of a score as I want it to because I know what he was trying to do this season and I'm glad that he tried to. I just don't think he executed it super well because he really did like diminish a lot of characters that he had bet like built up a lot in season one. So I don't know, maybe like a 7.5 for season two and like a nine for season one for me. Interesting. Hmm. Nick, what about you? I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I'd probably give season one like an 8.8 and I'd probably give season two like a 7.9 it's so i think i think that i I think that it's for for season two there are better single episodes to me yeah but it's cohesiveness is just not there for me like there's the cohesion is not because there are so there's so much focus on such specific aspects of characters that you lose the cohesion of the rest of this like massive ensemble cast of characters that you've built up. In yeah, the first I agree. Really, yeah. Really well. Um, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe that was bound to happen and maybe that was just him, you know, maybe not having plot lines drawn out over multiple seasons for some of these characters and just having, you know, an idea of who, where he was going to start, but you know, still not bad. I, you know what's funny is I think the three of us, like, when we would talk about this, like, at least five episodes in, we were like, this show's so fucking good. Like, it's, like, almost gotten way better. I mean, at least for me, I felt like I was, like, I liked season one. I thought it was enjoyable and really, like, binge-worthy, and there were moments that were really great, and I agree the cohesiveness was really cool, and especially the way it ends and, like, it all culminates. Um, but, like, halfway through this season i was like oh my fucking god this is like one of the best shows on tv it's so good and then i like first i started seeing you know like some of those rumors and stuff 
and I would listen to The Ringer has a good like uh, podcast, the Prestige TV podcast, where they break down this season. And I'd listen to parts, and I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that or that or that. And then when you start noticing it, like with Cat, and then when you see in the end, like the end, when we were watching it, it was like so powerful. And I was like, fuck, I feel like so depressed. But then I thought so much about it afterwards, and I was like, that finale low-key sucked in a lot of ways. And that season was really unfulfilling. And that sucks because you cut it in half. I give the season a 10. But through all the way through, I think I'm like at a – I'll go with 8. I might do season 1 as an 8 too, but like maybe like an 8.5. Just because I agree. In the end, season 1 was better but there was so much more to chew on in this season that I liked, you know, just for my own interests. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, to, say, no, I was just going to say like, to your point, I think like, I think we all did feel that way at the beginning, but I think the issue being that like there, there had to be a better culmination of what he was working on in the first half of this season. Like yeah. he started something, for sure. started something really cool and finally started to dissect what is so truly deeply flawed and painful about these characters and then just didn't do a single thing about it. Yeah, he only did it for like three characters. Like he didn't like it it was such a good balancing act in the first season with all of them. And then in this one it was like a focus on like three or four characters that you get more of and you think that you know, there's enough of a process for that. We know Ruse is always going to be an ongoing process. He handles that really well. But, like, I mean, Cassie, Lexi, uh, like, Cal and Nate, like, I, you know, there's a lot of focus on them in this season, but I don't know, like, how great it was all the way through. Um, and then he neglected, you know, the rest of the cast. And there's so much to do with Jules. And it's just, like... And cat, and it's just crazy to not um, focus on those. Um, so we do. We all agree. At least the first season was better, which is a shame because I really thought this was on pace to be better. But still, show we're all going to watch. What are you guys excited for um, in a new season? Which I assume there's going to be a third season. I think it was renewed. I think so, right? Yeah. I thought Layla would be like, yes, it was. I think it was renewed for two more seasons. I think it got a season three and four. Oh, cool. I I mean, if it ends after... I I love when a show, like, caps itself early on. Um, (coughs) Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, Nick, are there any, like, storylines that you wish that they get into or, like, things that you want to see from it? bring a loaded gun into... Uh, a prison to see his father and be like, what, I can't bring this in here? I bring this anytime I see my dad. <laughs> or anyone that I need to threaten a little bit. Yeah. Or just like anyone. Loaded or unloaded, baby. What are you talking about? This is a metaphor for masculinity. I don't understand. I can't bring this everywhere. Uh, I I really want to see... Um, I want to see... would love to see a cat have some justice. I don't know if that's too late now. Um, it, it might be. I would like to see Maddie's character and Cassie's character, you know, there's sort of teased that like, oh, they're friends now. And this is just, I don't know what that means. It's just the beginning. She's talking no, about she her relationship about Nate. with Nate. Yeah. 
She's yeah, saying, like, welcome cycle. to my life. Like, this is yeah. just the beginning of what I experienced. Oh. Because well, we got the full good. cycle this season. You know, they start out, or this season, including last season, you know, all the love, all the, like, physical abuse, and then all the, like, love again, and then the breakup, and then this season, like, the getting back together and the final betrayals and threats that, you know, Cassie is at in stage one of that process. Uh, well, then I would love to see uh, Nate go to jail for abusing Cassie at some point. Um, We're fucking beating that kid in the first season and framing him. Yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, um, that definitely got teased, and I'm curious to see where that goes. Like, the fact that Lexi yeah. and everyone are very aware, and, like, the fact that he falsely imprisoned someone for what happened to Maddie as well. Like, it just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that everybody knows about him. And I'd be very curious to see, like, I feel like the only real justice is if these people are the ones to decide to end him, especially the girls. And I think the only way that anyone feels any justice at the end of this is if Maddie and Cassie are able to do something about it. I don't know what that looks Mm -hmm. like without it being corny, but like... I don't want to just see him like end up in jail for some like dumb reason or something like that. I do yeah. want to see some kind of justice for what he feels like he's gotten away with for yeah. so long. I mean, we could have a court case, you know, for Cal and stuff comes to the surface because of that. Like there's a lot of places to go with that, you know, kind of dramatic sort of crime. Yeah. Um, do we like crime think drama portion of the show I think is compelling. Speaking of that part of it, do we think, what do we think is going to happen with Fez? Because there's a lot of theories yeah. that he's not really, he's, if he even goes to prison, it'll be like a short stint, or he could be in it the whole next season. But, you know, while his handprint is on the knife, there's, I feel like the, uh, the girl, I, I forget her name, the one that Cherry, um, mm-hmm. whatever plays, I feel like there's a, a part where she's going to say, no, it was Ash and it wasn't him. She's going to protect him and he would get out of it. Well, why would he even protect Ash? It's just. Yeah. Well, at this point, like, there's no dead. point. But, like, you know, he was already doing that. But, you know, there could be some stuff between Fez and Cal in prison, um, hmm. you know, if they went to the same prison. Um but I, I do I do think he's going to be in prison for a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be, like, the whole season. I don't know. What, what do you think, Layla? Do you have a theory on it? Um, No, I mean, not not any of that, really. I mean, I, if you mean Fez? No, I don't, I don't think he will. Or anyone. I, I yeah. assume my – with Fez, I assume exactly what you guys are saying, that it's going to come to light, that it was really – I mean, it's also just, like, evidence is built that his little brother did because his little brother literally started shooting at the cops and Fez was bleeding on the ground. Sure. Like, it's it's yeah, really evident. Screaming at him to stop um, shooting at the cops. Yeah, so, like, I, I see him doing, like, six months maybe and getting out and, like, whatever. Um, I think the only, like... I really don't know where this show goes. I'm a little confused at this point. I don't even really think yeah. I understand what timeline we're on at this point, like graduation wise. Like I'm, I'm really confused with all of that. The only thing I I have been thinking about mostly because it's been like talked about a lot, um, around Rue's character. So like, I don't know if you guys have like followed a lot of this stuff, but like fucking stupid, like dare came out and was like, you guys are like 
glamorizing drugs and stuff and was like really pissed off hey, about Dare, it. Hey, Dare, you guys created a generation of people that wanted to do so many drugs because yeah. of your program. I mean, it's stu- yeah, so fucking stupid. Yeah, your program sucks. Um, but so they came out and said this and then Zendaya like came out and like said all this stuff and like, you know, did her thing and handled it really well and whatever. And she's been talking since then and like she has been kind of saying all this stuff about how like she wants to see a light at the end of the tunnel for Rue and she wants to like show that there is a like this positive light of like you can make it through and as as awful as I know this is going to sound saying it out loud like I kind of don't want that like it's been said multiple times this season by her sister that the survival rate is five percent and I, I kind of think the point of this show is to be real about what the realities of these issues are. And if you want to actually tell people how real addiction truly is and how it tears apart families, then you should handle it the real way. And I, I don't again, like I know that that's a very dark way to go. But like, I think I will be like sorely disappointed in this show if they just end it with her being sober at the end. <laughs> well, here's the, I don't think I don't think she's going to be sober for the whole next season, especially with her line like, you know, at least until the end of the school year it wasn't my yeah. choice or whatever. But like mm. for a lot of people, relapse is a part of recovery and and that's in the the process of that. And she's for sure going to relapse and I do think it's going to break up her family for good. Um that they're going to leave her, but there is a chance that that he wants to show Rue's like power and how she can overcome those kind of odds. And it may not be fully based in reality, but they're like, you know, first of all, the show already exists in like fantasy for a lot of it. But like, I think there's a way of handling both, like yeah. doing what you're saying, Layla, but also giving a somewhat optimistic ending even if it's not like a she lived happily ever after. For sure. I guess I just got like this. I I got this excitement from the first half of this season where I was like, we're going to actually delve into the realities of these issues. Like I felt this like powerfulness to the show because of that. And not to say that I like want to see this awful thing happen to this main character or anything like that. But like, I don't want this show to like fall apart on like, making putting a bow on top of it and making it pretty I yeah guess there's a, like you said earlier about cassie and maddie there's a lot of corny ways you could go you could have cassie maddie team up and sink nate because he's oh well cassie's not gonna do that yet no and you but you could you could do that you could have rue just kind of make it through everything and be like um there is a very um, potentially corny like series finale out there and i just really oh, yeah. fucking do not want that to That'd happen be really great if that didn't happen. i would yeah, say yeah. about 75 percent of shows like continual series shows end in that way yeah. like an unsatisfied no like fully satisfying ending i think i can name maybe five or six shows that fully satisfied in the very end like had like a perfect ending for it and we're pretty honest about it. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to hold out hope, especially with someone like Sam Levinson, who is again, a really good director and a pretty good writer and for sure good with visuals. But I just, I, I, if he doesn't get a writer's room with him, like a, a real like writing team, I just, I don't see it 
ending in a way that's not corny, but but we have two seasons to see that, you know. I could be wrong on that. I might have made that up, but yeah, for sure. I kind of want to see next season some more. I know we got a good amount of Lexi in this, and she's oh, great. Yeah, totally. I want to see like what happens after the play for her. Because there's a moment where there's like a scene where Rue is like in your play, like change this about me and they're talking in the room. But then that scene ends up being in the play. And we were all really confused by that. Because I think she she gave her like she told her parts of the play beforehand. She had her read it before. Yeah. Okay. that that makes more sense. And because it was like so confusing in the moment. I was like, how? Anyways, um. But I really want to see, you know, is it Lexi's time to shine? You know, how does she respond to this? Because she'll be more popular or like it, it like things like she's coming out of the shadows that she's been in for the whole uh, one and three quarters of the seasons, you know? Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to see, Nick? Uh, n- no, that was good for me. Bring back Dominic Fike for sure. I want to yeah. see more Dominic Fike in movies yeah. and stuff. I loved Seven, him in this. Eight minute long songs. Yeah. Nine, ten. Do you listen to him at all, Layla? Um, yeah, I mean I had heard him before. Yeah, for sure. I mean I I I do slightly disagree. I don't know if I need him back. Like I uh, I need him in stuff. Like I want to yeah, see him sure. in lots of things. I think he's incredible and I think what he brought to this season was like really important and great. Um, I don't know where he fits in now is my point. And I also just like there's so many characters and we couldn't even do any of them justice. I don't need more to like confuse that. <laughs> Let's see him in some other stuff. And and if you haven't listened to his yeah. like 2019 or 2020 album, listen to it because it's fucking great. Um, do you have any recommendations? I know Layla might of... Uh, shows similar to this that you'd encourage other people to watch similar or not you know whatever i mean i do like i think even if you go online and try to find stuff like this is like such a one-of-a-kind show um i think the only people that have done close are like some european tv shows and like in like british tv shows like i think this was adapted from an israeli show Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that's wild um yeah, so, like, there are definitely European TV shows out there, like, teen TV shows that, like, come to this kind of, like, intenseness and, like, all of that. I mean, you know, we had Skins before, and um, yeah. if anyone else... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Misfits, Misfits is also a really great show. Um, oh, I was going to tell you, Joanna Robinson kept, like, saying that the show really reminds her of, like, My So-Called Life, mm-hmm. which is... My so-called life. Not a life. good thing, but sure, I mean, with the storylines. Yeah, it's my like so-called life has like a huge place in my heart. Um, yeah, I I would say those... You said it's like the worst show ever. What? Isn't that the one with like Shailene Woodley and shit? No, that's the secret life of the American Oh teenager. my God. Every time I was hearing it, I was like, dude, what is My so-called life is, is um, with Claire Danes and Jared Leto. Oh, way back in the day. Yeah, which is like kind of classic. Oh. Um, no, yeah, Secret Life of the American Teenager is Ooh. literally one of the worst fucking TV shows that's ever existed on planet Earth. Um, but I would say those. And then the only other thing I could, like, think of that has, like, the grittiness and, like, the darkness and is, like, visually oh, I know a stunning. What, you're gonna say. what? I know you're just say it. The end of the fucking world. Yes, because I was going to suggest <laughs> that as well. Yeah, that's, like, the only comparable thing as far as, like, how, like, 
intelligently made it is and how like beautiful it is and how creepy these like kids are and what they're going through and what they're thinking and all of the above. So um, those are the only ones I could think of. I don't think, I think this is a one of a kind TV show. It truly feels that way. I fucking love uh, end of the fucking world. So uh, highly recommend both of those actors are, are so good. Um, actually three. Cause the third one that they add in, in the second season is so fucking good. And she's playing, uh fuck she's gonna be uh whitney houston in a movie coming out um which is cool Oh, that's right yeah so random um i really recommend industry uh super popular from 2020 um it's like if euphoria and like degrassi i guess are mixed with something like succession and billions like that's not really like saying a lot, but it, it's like really addictive. And I would recommend just like, you know, first two episodes, you just got to get used to what they're doing. And then it gets like great. It's like skins actually mixed with like succession and billions, but um, I love it. Uh, I, I really recommend that. Nick, you got any? No, I do recommend into the fucking world though. So good. Oh, so good. It's not that similar, but if you want like a funny high school uh, show, you should watch Pen Fifteen because it is fucking incredible. I think they're in middle school initially, uh, but there are high schoolers there too. Uh, oh no, no, no! It's eighth grade and seventh grade. That's right. Yeah, that one's a little bit younger, but also so funny and smart. Um, also, I, I think I've said this on this show before, but like. Anyone that's ever watched My Mad Fat Diary hit me up because I don't think I've ever met another human being that's ever watched My Mad Fat Diary. And it's also very dark and about like mental health issues and being young and in high school and it's British and really great. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even know what that is. I'm I mean, it's like up. very British. Like I, I, I don't it, it's not one of those shows that like came across to like America or anything like that. Um, yeah. But it very much tackles like I think it like definitely starts with her coming out of like a, a like a hospital because she's like mm. not well. And it deals with a lot of mental health issues and a lot of like teenage like all the characters in it are dealing with like teenage based like traumas and mental mm. health issues and stuff. But it's like a definitely a teenage show and comedy kind of like Euphoria kind of is, too. So that's honestly probably one of the closer things, actually, now that I think about it. I'm I'm down to watch that honestly. Um, all right, let's close it out there. Uh, got uh, plenty of other show, big shows that are coming out this year. We'll figure out which ones we can do an episode on uh, next week. We're actually going to can keep up the Marvel thing and do Moon Knight. Oh yeah, we could do Moon Knight. Um, I'm I have really high expectations of that. There's a couple like really big shows coming back soon. I think we should do. Ozark once it closes out oh, with yeah, the second I, I want to do uh, one on that um, next week we're gonna do a little short break um, uh, just cause we just did a TV episode that's kind of our cycle now uh, but then when we come back uh, we got a great episode for you we gotta figure out which of these two pairs we're gonna do but both of them are coming out anyways so just to let you know we're gonna do Whiplash and black swan and uh encanto and coco so we'll figure out what order we're doing those right yeah. your head shot up no for sure yeah 
Um, yeah, go follow us on uh, them social meds. Uh, we're on Instagram. Look us up, uh, Facing Off Pod, and then we're on Twitter as well. Look up Facing Off Pod if you have any. Then you want to email us, uh, send us an email to... Oh, we actually have like another podcast that wants us to come on, and they sent us an email. So we appreciate you filling up our inbox. Uh, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. And then, also, leave us a rating on uh, Spotify. That would mean a lot. Uh, and a review, if you want to, on Apple would really help us out. You, uh, you want us to be super popular? Uh, that's the best way to do it. We love you all. Uh, anyone got a sign off? I'm going to literally get violent.